I'm glad you've done a longer ahoy this week. <laughs> it was a bit weird last week. I didn't yeah, like and it. also, I don't know if any this is really geeky, but I was in the theme tune in the middle of your ahoy. Yeah. And I couldn't, it was really difficult to line it up because <laughs> you only did a really short one. I'm trying to keep you on your toes. Though. Welcome to The Wave. My name is Adam. My name is Nick. It's the weekly news and chat show from the world famous Bottom of the Stream podcast. It is indeed. How are you, Nick? I'm very good. Good? A bit tired? A bit tired? We're recording in the middle of the night? Yeah. <laughs> it's literally half past nine on a Saturday morning. Exactly. <laughs> would for hours. I would not be out of bed for another hour yet, normally. <laughs> it brought me a McDonald's, though, too. Yeah, I bought you breakfast. Entice me. Thank okay. you for that. It was really nice. No problem. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm good. Uh, I'm excited to wrap up season seven of Bottom season of the Stream finale this week. week. Season finale week. Yeah. It's like the big deal. Also... It's Halloween special. Also, it's Halloween special. It's Halloween today. The yeah. day this episode comes out. Yeah. Got any spooky plans? Uh, <laughs> what? Do, no, it's a Monday, isn't it? Yeah. Not. No, not especially. No. I will have tonight, but in the past, as you listen to this, having a bit of a spooky Saturday night. What are you doing? With some sort of like Halloween treats and themed nice dinners and stuff like that. Sounds with fun. The, with the farm. Going trick or treating? Do you know what? I've only ever been trick or treating once in my life. I've never been. And that was like when my kids were a bit younger. Really? Yeah. They're I, not going the anymore. Only time They're not into it now. There's, it's pretty quiet around where we live. Yeah. We live. There's, not, there's not a lot of it going on. No. I, I think, I've been in this house for like 10 years. I think we've had one trick or treat and that was the neighbours. <laughs> I never get them either, to be fair. Sorry. I've always wanted to spend a Halloween in America, in like suburban America, you know, like you see it in the movies. Yeah, you know, where everyone's like probably out and... I think that'd be great just yeah. to experience that. I don't know if it's real or if it's just a I... movie thing that happens. Because I think Halloween's still on the uptick here. Yeah. It seems to get bigger every year, doesn't yeah. it? I, I remember my parents back in the day when I was a youngster and we were like, oh, it's Halloween, can we do something? Oh, it's not a... It's not a thing. It's an American thing. It, yeah. It's not... It isn't really a thing, but... I remember this year, though, I was in... I like it. I like Halloween. I do. I don't mind it. I remember I was in TK Maxx in August and they'd got Halloween stuff out. Yeah. I'm like, that's really early. It's <laughs> like when Christmas comes. Well, Christmas will come on Tuesday in every shop, won't it? Oh, oh for sure. Yeah. yeah so 100%. We're coming up to Christmas. It's going to be about midway through season eight for... No, early season eight for yeah. Christmas. I have to do a Christmas special. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I find a Christmas film. <laughs> I love our random Christmas film. Yeah, Absolutely. Oh, sorry, uh, have you seen the trailer for Violent Night? Uh, no, not yet. That's really, You should watch that yeah, trailer. It's, it's going to be really good. It's David Harbour plays a uh, badass Santa Claus. It does, yeah. Looks good. Uh, yeah. Okay, I've been sent it. The fuck has that magpie got in its beak? Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> it's got like half a oh, yeah, slice it's got like of bread. a slice of toast. It's Nick someone's breakfast. Sorry, that's very fence. visual. Just balanced it on my fence post. It's like the size, big size of his body. When we record in the day, we can see out of the window. <laughs> when we record at night, it's dark. Right, anyway, sorry. what was I saying? Uh, violent night. Oh yeah, I've been sent that trailer so many times. Yeah, I feel like I've got a reputation for liking weird movies. Uh, yeah, well, it does does very much strike me as being up your street. So. <laughs> yeah, I've been sent it by pretty much everybody I know. Have you seen this? <laughs> yes, a hundred times. Um, it seems like it'd be a cinema trip at the festive period, yeah. maybe. Yeah. Uh, how about you? you? Had a good week. Uh, yeah, not bad. Not bad. I've not really done anything this week. That's been fine. A, been, I've not been to the cinema. Um, no, I've had a bit of a quiet one this week. Not really done anything to report. That's, you're allowed. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> uh, do we? Are we talking about as this is the last episode of season seven of Bottom of the Stream? Yeah. What are we doing? Yeah. 
Talk for getting season eight going. Post season. Because sometimes we have a week off between seasons. Yeah, we're not doing that. Yeah, we're not doing that. Straight in next week. Straight in. Boom. Because we feel like we've had a lot of time off lately. Yeah, holiday, we've got, people keep you on yeah. holiday. Somebody's been on holiday three times yeah. in two months. So um, we don't feel like we need another break no. now. So We're gunning. We're so gunning we're gonna, on all cylinders. So this Thursday, we'll finish season seven yep. with Rainbow Time. That's the Halloween special comedy film that we're doing. The traditional creepy <laughs> family drama comedy movie. That's the one. Uh, then next week, we'll do a wave and... The wave will be a bit longer, I would imagine, next week because we're going to recap season seven at yeah, the same we'll time in the same episode, and then we'll go straight in with the first film of season eight. We will. Aren't you people lucky? Yes, listen to them all shout. <laughs> the first film of season eight will be at the one hundred and seventy-sixth film that we've done on the road to two hundred. Not going out for two hundred. How crazy is that? Right. People tell me there's nothing on Netflix. <laughs> There's loads. Uh, look, There's I, loads we, were, we well, yeah, of course. <laughs> we we were saying the other night. Uh, you know, they do up their game around Halloween. Yeah, they really do. Because if you're into ha- like horror films and stuff. Yeah, and, well, and TV shows. There's, oh, yeah. there's been. Uh, I mean, just last night I was watching the trailer for because Wendell and Wilde has dropped the new Henry Selleck. Oh, is it? Stop motion. Oh, that might be movie. tonight. So, uh, yeah, oh, we were. We were also thinking possibly that. So uh, you know, there's the the Midnight Club, the Cabinet of Curiosities, and that. Mr. Harrigan's face. All, all these, you know, they really do up their game. They release a lot of content. Yeah, they do. Around, you know, Halloween. This time of year too. as well, because they'll, they'll feed straight into Christmas movies exactly, from, yeah. from here. There'll be loads yeah. of them coming. So, uh, It's Lindsay Lohan's big comeback. She's got a Christmas movie coming. Oh, really? Netflix. Yeah. Nice. Good for her. There you go. I can't wait for that. <laughs> <laughs> right, shall we get into some Netflix news? Yeah, let's do it. First bit of news of the week. Uh, this might be one you can take us through. Uh, and it is the fact that Netflix have joined Discord. They have. Uh, we use Discord. We We've do got use Discord. A We've got a thriving Discord community. We have. Uh, you can find the link to our server in the episode notes. You can. Uh, come and join us. It's a great place for to chat movies, meet some nice people, talk about anything you want. Well, Netflix, what have they done, Ad? They've launched their first ever official Discord bot. Yeah. So there's loads... Discord's quite a big app that people don't really understand how big it can get. You, there's loads of different bots you can do that'll help you. Like we used to record the episodes during lockdown yes, with we the, did. the the Craig bot, I think yeah. it was called. Yeah, he was shit and he never. He was worked. very unreliable. So Netflix have released one of these bots, and basically it's it just helps you pick a film to watch. Yeah, as a community, because everyone was originally thinking, oh great, a Netflix bot, it will let you stream, stream. in your Discord room. Yeah, which is what Discord's for, really. Yeah. It was, for, it was built originally for streaming games and that sort of thing. But no, that's not what it is. No. Because I added the bot to our server. And you can now, in our server, if anybody's listening who is in the server, hopefully they all are, um, you can do slash hey Netflix. Yeah. And Netflix will come up. It will reply to you. Yeah. And it will say, what do you want to watch? Would you like to watch a film or a TV show? Yeah. And it gives you 10 seconds and everybody in the community can vote on what they want. A film or a TV show. And then you, if you eventually pick film, it will give you a choice of four films that you want to cho- watch. You pick one of the films, then it opens a new channel in the Discord community to talk about that film. Yes. So and, really... And just a link to web- Netflix's website. Yeah, so you can watch the film. Yeah. So really, it's pretty pointless. But you've got to have your own... You've got to have your own account. Discord server. And your own, everyone's got to have their own Netflix account Everyone, yeah, to watch the movie. Because you can't share You can't share screen watching it through this Discord bot. There is ways to do it. Um... Yeah, so it basically just picks a film and then you, you, it opens a channel so you can talk about it. So 
it doesn't do anything that I couldn't do myself. No. <laughs> I could open a channel it's, it's in there. It's really anything. superficial. Yeah, it is. It's just an advertising ploy thing. Yeah. It's just a way for more people to talk about Netflix. Is it, is it going to be listening in? So if we're talking about a movie, the bot will suddenly go, ah, you can watch, <laughs> you know, whatever that movie is on the intrusion on the <laughs> on Netflix. Yeah, maybe. That's random. That Intrusion is one of the films in the screenshot on the screen in front of us. That's one of our films. But That's strange. Uh, yeah. Talking of listening in, I've learned something this week. Okay. Completely off topic, completely. You know the capture things on websites when it's like, I am not a robot and you have to tick the box? Yes. Do you know what that's actually doing? The one that's like checking if you're not a robot? Yes. Yeah. So when you tick that box, what you're actually doing is giving the robot permission to check all of your browsing history. Oh, really? To see if you are a robot. To see if you are actually browsing proper websites and what you are doing on the internet. So it's actually really... It's Invasive. Yeah. It's really bad. Because you're giving this website, but that tick is giving them permission to look at what you've been looking at before you've gone to their website. Wow. That's all it's doing. Fucking big brother, man. I know, man. <laughs> I was like, I'm not going to tick that box anymore, but then I can't go on any website. So <laughs> you have no choice. Why are so many websites so bad as well? Oh, websites like, are terrible. They're literally, there's loads that I go on and, and you think, oh, I'm going to read this news story. That is of interest to me. I yeah. want to, I would like to read the rest of that story. You click on it and then the, the website is is literally unusable because of it's either answer this question to continue reading yeah. or it's just so full of adverts. Yeah, and then the cookie pop-ups come up yeah. and you have to accept that on every and, single and website you're like, on. I can't read this. I'm not yeah. reading this. I'm not using your website. The internet feels like it's been abandoned and it's just social media has taken over because websites are terrible these yeah. days. It's a bit of a wild west. It is. Uh, talking of the Wild West, um, sort of, uh, well, not at all, but Christian Bale wears a nice hat. Um, the first trailer has arrived for the upcoming Netflix horror movie, The Pale Blue Eye. We've mentioned this before uh, a couple of times yep. uh, that it was in production. Um, you can now go and check out the trailer uh, ahead of its release in January. Um, it's directed by Scott Cooper, who directed Antlers um, and is adapted from a 2003 novel which fictionalises the origins of Edgar Allan Poe. Uh, Christian Bale, Gillian uh, Anderson, Lucy Boynton, Hadley Robinson, Timothy Spall and Robert Duval. I was really excited for that So you said Timothy Spall. <laughs> did Robert Duval bring it back a little bit? A little bit, bit yeah. Um, are all uh, on board. Um the synopsis, 1830 at West Point, the early hours of a grey winter morning, a cadet is found dead. After the body arrives at the morgue, tragedy becomes savagery when it is discovered that a young man's heart has been skillfully removed. Ooh. Uh, fearing irreparable damage to the military academy, its leaders turn to a local detective, Augustus Lander, to solve the murder. Uh, Lander enlists the help of one of the cadets to pursue the case an eccentric young man with a disdain for the rigours of military and a penchant for poetry. Uh, this is Edgar Allan Poe. Interesting. Uh, I'm very excited by this. I love a gothic, gothic horror, horror atmospheric. Yeah. So I'm on board. Uh, it has a limited sim- cinema release on December the 23rd and hits Netflix on January the 6th. Nice. Nice start to the new year. I yeah, I nice. think that'd be really good. That's a good name as well. I really like the title. The Pale Blue Eye. Yeah. Yeah. Describes me. 
Yes. <laughs> Next. Uh, Netflix has uh, acquired uh, a series, uh, rescued it indeed from uh, extinction, I guess. Uh, Netflix has um, repeated the trick, I suppose, it used for Cobra Kai. Yeah. Bringing that on board after a couple of seasons. Uh, and that is they have bought Tina Fey's comedy series, Girls 5 Ever from oh, Peacock. Okay. Uh, they will set up and uh, produce a new season while also taking the rights to the existing episodes. Um, I've not seen this show. I haven't seen it either. Uh, but I like Tina Fey's stuff. And yeah, me apparently too. this is very uh, in the vein of 30 Rock and Kimmy Schmidt, which, which I like both of. Two of my favourite um, shows. And follows a one-hit wonder girl group from the 90s who reunite to give their pop star dreams one more shot. Uh, they now have to bar- balance spouses, kids, jobs and debt. But can they still be a girl band? Um, that sounds right, actually. Yeah, I might check that might, out. It's just might like check that out when it arrives yeah. on Netflix. Um, yeah. Keep No word yet on uh, when the... I always find it really really interesting when a show gets brought back from the dead because it's like yeah. you must have to get everybody back into contract. Everybody's moved on a little bit. Everybody's like yeah, because it makes you wonder is there something in the small print that if we get brought you back, know, you have to come back. Yeah, sort of you've signed on for eight series and we've only done four. Or, yeah, yeah who knows? It's, I find it really fascinating because sometimes it happens like years later. Yeah, like, how have you managed to get everybody back? The, the legalities between behind something like that must be. Mm. Netflix can afford good lawyers. So. Well, yeah, true. <laughs> I imagine you can just demand whatever money you want from it as well. Probably, if you're like yeah. the main star of that show, yeah, you can just say, "Well, yeah, I'll come back, but you need to triple my wage." Yeah, exactly. You've got, you've got, you're in a strong position. Yeah, aren't definitely you? for sure. Uh, someone who's going to be very busy uh, in the next few months and years is Jason Bateman. Jason Bateman's always busy. He is. He is always busy, but he is he is very much pinning his flag to the Netflix mast. Well, they have looked after him, I suppose, over the last few years. Sure. Uh, if you remember, again, a few weeks ago, we said that he dropped out of a movie called Artemis, which yes. was like a space movie he was going to direct and also be in. Yeah. Um, and since that's not happening, uh, he's signed up for several projects uh with netflix one of which will be a new limited series uh, in which he will star with jude law oh wow uh coming back to tv uh it's called black rabbit and bateman's also going to direct it okay uh, and both of them will be executive producers so they're really being given the, the creative keys to this show um there are no plot details to it yet other than it then it has been announced that it is based on an original idea and written by the guys who wrote King Richard. Oh, yeah. Which was the Will Smith, the movie that Will Smith won his Oscar for, wasn't <laughs> yeah. it? Yeah, it was. Right. The um, Williams sisters, wasn't it? Yeah. Their, their yeah. biopic. Uh, but uh, Bayman's also signed up uh, to work with Netflix on a movie called Dark Wire. Okay. Uh, he's directing that as well. Wow. Uh, a thriller that focuses on the FBI's operation to pose as a fake telecom company and become the phone service provider to some of the world's deadliest gangs. <laughs> That's an interesting synopsis. Uh, and then he's also got in the pipeline, I think we've mentioned this before as well, uh, another thriller with Netflix called Carry On with Taron Egerton. 
Okay. Uh, which follows a young TSA agent who gets blackmailed by a mysterious traveller to let a dangerous package slip through security and onto a Christmas Day flight. Christmas movie. Yeah, of sorts. I guess. <laughs> yeah, that sounds like it. So he's going to be a busy man. I, I don't, don't know what order he's doing those three <laughs> things in for Netflix. One uh, on a Monday, one on a Tuesday, one on maybe, a Wednesday. Maybe, maybe concurrently. Uh, you can't call a movie done. Carry On and not expect it to be I know. I, that can't be called movie. that over here, surely. I wouldn't have thought so. It's going to have to be one of these movies with a couple of titles. Yeah, I think so. Cool. That sounds good. Good old get used to seeing Jason Bateman's face around. Yeah, really. Really do. Uh, rarity for this show. Got some book news. Book news? <laughs> there is a Netflix link. Okay. Um... Alice Osman yep. uh, is the author behind uh, the graphic novel Heartstopper. Yes. Which clearly was a, was a huge hit for Netflix earlier this year. Um, I, I hadn't realised, actually, until reading up about this, this story, that, that the, the graphic novel Heartstopper it was only out, re- well, yes, relatively it, recently. Yeah, it is. It's also recently. this year. Yeah. Um, or in the last 12 months. Um, because the the graphic novel has made some history. It's the first ever graphic novel to be included on the Waterstones Book of the Year shortlist. Wow, okay. Uh, there are 10 different books up for the title. Um, and yeah, this is the first ever graphic novel. Uh, we'll find out later this year if it will win or not. Um, she said, Waterstones has been a huge advocate of Heartstopper since the very beginning. Um, they've created stunning displays uh, and they've been a great partner. Um, I feel honoured to have received the shortlist. I've seen on um, Instagram. See a few, what happens. On Instagram a few weeks ago, they one of the Waterstone stores in London had completely recreated Charlie's bedroom set. Oh, brilliant. From the show and that you could have like, your picture taken in there while you buy them because there's a new book just come out. Yeah. Yeah, it's volume one that's up for the award. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. Cool. I've been trying to get hold of it, but it's actually quite expensive. But graphic uh, novels always are. Yeah, they are. Which is fine. They should be. There's, you know. I might add it to my Christmas list because a lot of work goes into them sort of things. And Heartstopper is, it's definitely my show of the year on Netflix. I, I don't think anything's even come close to being as good as Heartstopper was. Next. Uh, next is uh, some comedy news. Okay. Uh, Ramesh Ranganathan. Yes, very funny man. Is. Releasing his first ever Netflix stand-up special. Okay, cool. Uh, but you are getting a twofer. A twofer? Two for one, because as to accompany the stand-up special uh, is a documentary. Okay. Um, about the making of the stand-up special. <laughs> <laughs> Which I think is the same approach. I think, was it Russell Howard did yeah. one earlier this year on Netflix? Uh, and, it, and that was the same. You got the, you got the actual stand-up show and the sort of making up the behind the scenes. Um, yeah, Ranganathan uh, recorded his special, which is called The Cynics Mixtape, over three performances at his hometown in Crawley. Um, it's, as I say, a two-part Netflix release, the stand-up and then the documentary. It's his first Netflix release, which kind of surprised me. That does surprise me. I thought he's quite a big name over here. Mm, he is. Uh, Consider some of the people that have seen to have comedy specials. It just, I just... Uh, and then it made me think, I feel like we haven't had as many like stand-up yeah. comedy specials coming through. And then I found later found out after reading a bit more that it's the first British stand-up comedy special released on Netflix since May. 
Wow. Really? Which, yeah, the last one was R- Ricky Gervais's Supernature back in May. Oh, yeah, I remember that. Um, then I was thinking, you know, we are still sort of, there was that whole pandemic thing. Wasn't yeah, there? true. But it didn't stop Bo Burnham. No, it didn't. Um, yeah. No, that'd be good. I like Ramesh Ranganathan. He's really good. Have you ever yeah. listened to his podcast with Tom Davis? Uh, yes, I've listened to a few. I really like that. Yeah. I think they're really funny together. Tom Davis is a very funny man. He is a very funny man. Cool. Next. Right, I once made a, a cocktail in uh, tribute to Ramesh Ranganathan. You, you did, yeah. We did our Taskmaster we did night. We did our t- themed Taskmaster party. The, the Ramesh Ranganathan. <laughs> <laughs> you did, I remember that. It was horrible. It was horrible, man. <laughs> Absolutely vile. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> okay, another uh, big star coming to Netflix. Okay, uh, in December, Sonic the Hedgehog. Oh, sweet! Uh, not not the recent movies. This is a new animated series. Oh, cool! Uh, okay, Sonic Prime. Sonic Prime uh, arrives. That should uh, surely be on Amazon Prime. You would think that that is not the best sort of <laughs> commercial link up, is it? Uh, but yeah, Sonic Prime arrives on Netflix. Uh, 24 episodes arrive. Wow. Uh, on December the 15th. Cool. Uh, if you are into that sort of thing. Uh, Netflix says, Sonic Prime delivers the Sonic you know and love, but with a multi-dimensional twist. Everything's got a multi-dimensional twist these <laughs> days. Tails, Knuckles, Amy, Rose, Shadow, Rouge the Bat and Big the Cat are all here. But thanks to the malicious meddling of Dr. Eggman... Sonic Prime is taking Sega's sassy hedgehog to some dark places. Oh. Uh, yeah. Interesting. Over 24 I was, episodes. I always think when they named Big the Cat, they must have been like so bored. <laughs> it was like, yeah. we need a name for this big cat. Let's <laughs> just call it Big the Cat. Yeah. Oh, look. Yeah. Does what it says on the tin. It does, it? indeed. Cool. That'd be Sonic's good. had quite the comeback last yeah, few years. Yeah, really has. But, no, but there's no games. No. <laughs> He's had loads of movies, loads of TV shows. There's about four different Sonic TV shows out there. Now. Yeah. But nobody's thought, let's make a new Sonic game. Toys, action figures, obviously related to those yeah. those shows and stuff. Yeah, no no one's making a game. Well, it doesn't seem like it. Mm, I haven't seen a new, like, you get the occasional, like, racing game or football game or something, but yeah. you never really get a proper Sonic game. Yeah. It feels like it's lined up ready for somebody to do. Is that... Is that format just gone platform games yeah that sort of side scrolling sonic yeah probably what, it shouldn't be what can a new sonic game give you, do you does it need you could breaking do it in a and rebuilding yeah it bit? does you could do it in a different way though, yeah can't you? you can do like an rpg or something sure or sure because it has really built a, a, <coughs> an open know, world over sonic years a, a wider cast of characters yeah, as well. so, yeah. big deal yeah. it's a big deal hmm. okay cool I really don't want to spend much time on this no, story, because... but I felt that we had to reference it. It really winds me up. It comes up every year. <laughs> but but it's actually happened now. So, so yeah. Netflix has released a trailer for season five of The Crown, which yeah. which arrives uh, in November. And they have, I'm going to say it, basically sounds like they've been bullied, yes. poor little Netflix, <laughs> into adding a disclaimer uh, on the bottom of the, the trailer and all the marketing basically saying that the show is a fictional fictional dramatization inspired by real life events. This show's five seasons in now. People aren't stupid. Right. No. <laughs> People know this. Yeah. But the royal family is so fucking protected. <laughs> yeah. 
I don't even think it's the royal family this time. It was oh, John. It was John Major, I think, it's wasn't it? John Major, Judy Dench. What's Judy Dench got? People who have got knighthoods, <laughs> yeah. who you know want to protect their image. Oh, how can Judy Dench come out and say yeah. we need to add this when she has played various royal figures from the past? Yeah, exactly. In exactly this situation, just because we're talking about a show with people who are still about, yeah. It's like everybody. I just think it's absolute madness. Everybody who watches The Crown knows that this isn't a true yeah drama documentary yeah everybody knows that i honestly it really it really wound me up when i saw it grinds my gears this one john major's just annoyed because he's in it and the guy who's in it playing him looks better than he does yeah, <laughs> yeah. He's, he's he's in self-protection mode but judy dench my word just fucking stay out it's, of it. it's made me think i'm just gonna watch it <laughs> yeah, just out of spite. Just out of I'm spite. I'm going to watch it. I'll just leave it on. Yeah. <laughs> to get the hours up. To be fair, I'm probably more interested in this season because it's, it's a period of history that I know now. We've got to that point where I'm like, I remember this sort of thing happening. Yeah. So I'd be interested in watching, not because I think it's real, but because I'm like, I know the events and what's going to happen. Yeah. What about like. They've what? also had to make a statement this week that they're not going to show Princess Diana's death. Which I think is pretty obvious that we're never going to do. Yeah. <laughs> There's no difference between this and something like Inventing Anna. Nope. Except that this is about royals. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And they get all this special... It really winds me <laughs> up. It really winds me up. I'm not, I don't want to say anymore. It's just... It's an absolute non-story. It's just... There's been loads of movies about the Queen and different members of the royal family. The Queen was a movie. Like, yeah. They, that didn't have to have a disclaimer on. People knew it wasn't real. People were not stupid. It, it is. Judy Dennis annoyed me because it felt like she's really shitting where she eats. Yeah, absolutely. As an image boy. Right. Um, Next. Ooh, what's happened to that football pitch? <laughs> <laughs> FIFA, uh, Netflix obviously not afraid of a bit of, uh, bit of controversy at the minute because they have announced this week uh, something which seems to have been in the works a bit on the quiet, actually, uh, that... Because uh, the trailer came out this week for um, FIFA Uncovered. Yeah, I saw that. I haven't seen the trailer, but I saw that. There, it, it's nothing to do with the video game. <laughs> this is Netflix's newest documentary, uh, basically about how fucking corrupt FIFA is and the story behind the upcoming Qatar World Cup. Mm. Uh, I really hope they've gone all in on this. I I do too. Because there are some skeletons here. Yeah, people know that FIFA's corrupt. And yeah. for, if, for, for people to know it, it must be a lot more corrupt than people think it is. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So I, I really hope they've got... And Netflix has no skin in the game. No, they don't do any live sport. No. So just, you know, it's not like someone like the BBC couldn't do this. No, or even Amazon now. Yeah, because they they want to show the World Cup. Yeah. And they just get cut off. FIFA... Uh, Netflix says, for decades, FIFA united the globe through football, but behind the game, craftier schemes were at play. This documentary series traces the organization's legacy, exploring the pageantry, power struggles, and politics of hosting the World Cup. Um, yeah, I, I, it, it's been released 11 days before the start of the tournament. Wow. Um, and, yeah, I'm really interested it's, to see. I've, to see I've, I have no interest in watching this tournament. Um, but it's really, it's going to be an interesting thing to f- see how many people actually promote it, what's happening, and what sort of, who's out there and who isn't out there. I'm also really interested to see 
if any participants put their head above the parapet. Yeah. So this week you can go and find, I, I saw it on Twitter, but the Australian football team yeah. released a video. It's about three minutes long. And it's it's just loads of talking heads of various players basically saying, we're, you know, we're going to play at this World Cup. We're aware of the issues. We stand up for human rights. Yeah. We, you know, we don't believe in the appalling conditions that have helped create these stadiums. They also talk about, obviously, LBGTQ yeah. rights because that's an issue in Qatar. And they're, they're, they're the first sort of group of players slash federation yeah. who have sort of publicly gone, look, we're, we're going to play, but we are aware of the concerns and... That's good. That's what you know, every team in it should be doing. Yeah, 100%. Denmark, I think, are, they're playing in plain red t-shirts. Yeah. They're not having any sort of badge or anything yeah. on their shirt, which I find that's quite good. I, and it's tricky because what can you do? You yeah. know, you know, imagine being in that situation if you were you know, lucky enough to be a, a and famous and skillful footballer. You, you, How do you not go? You there's know, nothing you, you can do because, because of the corruption of FIFA. You can't yeah. just go, we're not coming because you just get banned from every tournament ever for the rest of history. So... You've got to go and play it, but if you can, you can make a stand and say why you don't want to be there. Yeah, hundred percent. I think Harry Kane said he's going to wear his rainbow captain's armband, which he's been told he's not allowed to wear. Oh, really? Is he? Yeah. Oh, that's so, disgusting. But he apparently is going to wear it. So, yeah. So I'm, I, I'm I sure think lots of news stories are going to come out of that. World wouldn't Cup. once that documentary hits, I think I've, I'll watch, watch yeah, that and report back. I'll watch that like instead that. of watching the games. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Keep uh, going. I think we're that's on a roll. It. We're on a news roll. I think that's pretty much it for Netflix news. Okay. Uh, a couple of big other stories. This is a big other story. Probably the biggest story of the week, I think, yeah. uh, is that James Gunn, who was obviously just wrapped Guardians of the Galaxy Part 3, yeah. uh, and also the upcoming Guardians of the Galaxy Christmas special, yes, which will be on Disney Plus in a few weeks. Uh, and then I think Guardians 3 is February or March Sometime next year. Yeah. Uh, well, once he's done with, with all that sort of promotion, uh, he's not going back to Marvel because James Gunn has been has nailed the job of co-CEO of DC Studios. Yeah. Uh, along with his producing partner, Peter Safran. That's it. They're going to call the shots for all Warner Brothers DC-based films and television. It's basically Kevin Feige for DC. Yeah. Uh, both live action and animated. So they've got the keys to the castle, these two. That's what DC has needed for years. It's, it's, that's what they should have done this a long time ago. Yeah. Just to keep everything in line and stop all these different universes. I, it's popping. a lot of... It's a lot to bring back under control. Yeah, it really is. Henry it's not an easy task. Ca- Henry Cavill's come out this week and confirmed he will be back as Superman. Yeah. Um, but then these two are going to come in. Not How, saying in what project, but that he's you know he's not... What's to say these two are going to stop that though? These, if these two come in, they, they can go. Yeah. No, well, presumably gonna... sign something. Well, yeah, presumably. <laughs> yes. But I, you know, if these two come in and just go right. We're going to completely flatten the universe, rebuild from again. scratch. Yeah. Who's to say? Um, what but a job! The one thing they need to do is step away from Superman. So there's <laughs> loads of good DC characters out there, and Superman sure. isn't one of them. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be an interesting one. Hopefully, I, it, they'll get get things under control. And it's like. Some of the decisions, like, do they weave in, like you say, to the to what we've seen in the last few years, or because it because it almost feels like it wouldn't be a bad thing for them not as not to have anything for a year or eighteen yeah. months or two years. Let them get it under control. Yeah, and start again. Uh, but who knows what their plan is? Um, 
But yeah, what a job. There's quite a lot of DC projects in the can. Because I know um, Blue Beetle's finished filming. That was yeah. finished. That Batgirl film's still out there somewhere. <laughs> there's, uh, there's other stuff. Maybe that will see the light of Maybe day. You don't know, do you? That's the first thing I'd do if I was James Gunn. Just bring it out. No, just... <laughs> all right, I want to watch it, please. Yes. Yeah, let me see it. Let me see how bad it actually was. So yeah, it's going to be an interesting it? time at the DC Universe. I mean, I, I like James Gunn's stuff. Uh, is he has films. he has a very distinct style. Yes, he does. So as long as every DC film is now <laughs> not going to be a snarky, yeah, tongue and cheek movie. <laughs> there is that. But look, one of the things Marvel has done well, you know, for, for some of their faults is within the Marvel universe, here's your Marvel horror film. Here's your yeah. drama. Here's your, you know here's your comedy. I mean? yeah, yeah, you can do that within that playbook. Yeah. And, and that's the right approach. Yeah, I think it is. this In this day and age, I think it is the right approach. Um, and obviously, he's been heavily involved in that universe. So then to come over to DC is really interesting. And the, some of the Guardians of the Galaxy stuff's the best stuff that Marvel has yeah. done. So yeah. Yeah. it's in safe hands, I think. Or okay. safer hands than it has been. Good. Um, final piece of news for the week. Yep. Uh, Andrew Stanton, uh, director of such absolute classics as Finding Nemo. Yeah. Wally. Wow. Great films. Uh, and uh, John Carter from Mars. Um, <laughs> that wasn't all that I bad. Liked it. I, thought I it was quite right. liked it. It was. It, 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 was, it was certainly it was... not. I can see why it didn't like hit the mainstream. Yeah. But it, and, and I know it was a massive flop, but it's all right. Do you feel like it came a bit early? If it come now, I think it would probably do all right. Because it had a mega, mega budget. It did, yeah. And it was never going to make it back. But if I feel like if that came out now... It's probably it's it was... better than... I liked that. It's better than Avatar, for example. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, anyway, what about him? Oh, he's, he's signed up for a new sci-fi movie. Okay, so he's so going back to the live of, action. Yeah, second stab at sci-fi, I guess, okay. uh, in, in terms of live action. Uh, it's called the Blink of, In the Blink of an Eye. Cool. Uh, well, he's given himself quite a task according to this synopsis. Uh, <laughs> In a blink of an in the blink of an eye, uh, seeks to explore no less than the entire history of the world. Oh wow! Okay, and <laughs> tackle the nature of life, love, hope, and connection by focusing on three intersecting storylines. <laughs> That's a tough thing to put into ninety minutes. Uh, Stanton says the film has its touchstones and influences include two thousand and one. Okay, one of the uh, greatest films of all time, and Magnolia. <laughs> <laughs> two very different films. Uh, Stanton, I didn't realise this in sort of the last few years, has directed a lot of TV. Okay. Uh, including quite a few episodes of Stranger Things. Oh, okay. And Better Call Saul. Oh, right. Okay. Um, Interesting. Look, this is a good, great this, show. He's a great director. Um, and it sounds like this is a hell of a uh, project. So let's see what happens there. Yeah, absolutely. Keep our eye on that one. That's all the news. Good news. Well done. Enjoyed that. There was lots of news there. Have you watched anything good at the top of the stream? I've not watched too much because uh, I'm trying to do some decorating at home. I'll tell you what I have watched. How's your decorating I, going? Uh, it, it, all right. Yeah? Finished? Yeah. Uh, one bedroom's finished. Sweet. Just trying to got trying to do them all at once again. Basically, yeah. <laughs> do as much as I can before Christmas. That's the goal. Go for it. Um, but I have watched and completed whatever season we're up to. <laughs> six of Somebody Feed Phil. On oh, yeah. I have as well. I think it is season six. Yeah. Yeah, it's great. Yes, brilliant. It's just always. Every time I watch an episode of Somebody Free Phil, I finish it thinking, that's really made me happy. 
Yeah. But it also really want to go to that city. Yeah. Wherever 100%. it was. The Croatia episode. <laughs> Brilliant. I was just like, how much is a flight? Yeah. I've been to Croatia. It's great. I didn't eat anything half as good as what he did. Uh yeah, that was a particular jaw dropper for me. That episode. yeah, the Austin, Texas one's brilliant as well. Yes, and the Memphis, I thought that was really good. Was it Memphis? No, Nashville. Nashville. Sorry, Nashville. I always get those two mixed up. <laughs> that, that was really good as well. I well, didn't realize that, that state. Nashville's such a growing city right yeah. now. Hundred people a day move to Nashville, according to what he said in that show. Okay. Yeah, it was really good. the The episode about his mum and dad was a bit. Do I want to say self indulgent? I think I do. I think you can say that because. But Obviously, I think he's they probably were the right to do it as well. They were a really important part of the first few series. Yeah, and look, it was really noticeable when obviously his mum passed away and his his dad was there on his own, and and then he passed away as well. But I mean, it's a great thing to be able to be in a position like to do a thirty-five minute tribute show to your parents. You've got all that stuff on yeah. the camera, and what a great memory. But yeah, I know what you mean. Because it didn't, I was expecting when, the, oh, this is a tribute show to his parents. Oh, this is going to be emotional. But it wasn't really that no, it tone. Wasn't. They were going, it was just telling a few stories. Obviously, his dad telling his jokes. And it yeah. was. I feel like they should have been sitting around a table eating food. It felt like a DVD extra. It did, yeah. Which it probably is. And it probably would have been had 10 yeah. years ago when the show was coming out on yeah. DVD. But I don't know. It was good. It was interesting. Yeah. And I wouldn't take the right to do it away from No. Me. But it did, it did feel a little bit self-indulgent. Yeah. But it's still a great show. Yeah. The five episodes in the season before that are wonderful. Yeah, really good. When he was... Uh, I like the bit in the creation one where he was, he was trying to fish for sea urchins. <laughs> yeah. He just couldn't sink. Yes. Very funny. Very funny. Uh, how about you? What have you watched? I watched quite a lot because we've not done a wave for a couple of weeks yeah. now. So I've, I've, uh, I tried to try and remember where I was at in yeah. my TV watching on the last wave. Um, I, f- I don't think I'd finish The Watcher No, at the end of The Last I've Wave. Seen, I've seen the trailer for it. It's good. I'm it's, not sure. It's, it's, it's worth watching. Okay. It's, it is good. It's an entertaining show. The ending's controversial. Right. Um, I won't give any reasons why, but there's, fine. there's a controversial ending to the show. Um, but it is good, and I would I would recommend it. Okay, cool. So, also, I've watched another TV show in this time. There's six episodes on Disney Plus of The Old Man. Oh, uh, you mentioned, I think you'd watched the first one. I finished it last night. Oh, did it, did it hold up to the promise of the first episode? It did, and I thought it was going to be a limited season, but apparently not. Oh, really? This it, Well, according to, I hope not, because the tease, sequel tease at the end oh, okay. was like, oh, okay, I'm ready for a new series. <laughs> um, yeah, it's really good. Good. Jeff I Bridges, didn't realise it was only six episodes. So yeah, it's only six episodes. Jeff Bridges and John Lithgow are both incredible in it. Yeah. And there's a young girl, I don't know her name, unfortunately, but there's a young girl who plays... Like John Lithgow's assistant, yeah, she's incredible in it. Awesome, really good. So yeah, it's great. Everybody in it's great, to be fair. But Brilliant. Jeff, obviously Jeff Bridges and John Lithgow stand out. Yeah, well, well worth watching, and I'm pretty sure it's going to come back for a second season. I've been the cinema. Which one's the old man? Ah. Oh, okay. Right. <laughs> right, okay. I won't ask anymore. I'll go and watch it. All of them and none of them. <laughs> go and watch it. Definitely go and watch it. It's really good. Um, I know I like it already. Yeah, 100%. I know you like it yeah. already. The first two episodes are amazing. Good. Uh, I went to the cinema. I went to watch Halloween Ends. Oh, yes. I mean, I, I've not heard good things about this movie. I haven't heard. various. I places. hadn't heard good things before I went in. And I, I, to be fair, being a Halloween fan, I knew I wasn't expecting a good film. You're not expecting The Godfather. No, I'm not expecting <laughs> even a good Halloween film. I'm expecting at least to have a bit of fun with a stupid Halloween film. Yeah. 
That isn't what this is. Right. This film's garbage. Okay. Hot garbage. It's an abomination of a film. What's wrong? It's... Wait, for a start, it isn't a Halloween film. Okay. <laughs> um, Michael Myers is left on the sidelines for 90% of it. I think he's in it for 10 minutes. Oh, lovely. Which is ridiculous. <laughs> this is the, the this is apparently the last Halloween film. Yeah. We're not getting any more. It's done. Yeah. And you leave him on the sidelines and for 10 minutes. And at one point, somebody overpowers him and takes his mask off. Oh, lovely. What? <laughs> Why is this just done that 11 films ago. Uh, that is the closest I've been to ever walking out of a cinema. Because I was like, I don't, oh, the only reason I stayed is because I wanted to know how this was going to end. Yeah. Oh, it was so bad. It was, <laughs> it was horrendous. Oh, man. Yeah. That's escaping. Scathing. I give it two stars <laughs> out of 10. When, when Why two and not one? <laughs> I'm not that harsh. <laughs> Still got Michael Myers in it. Still got Jamie Lee Curtis in it. When these films... Before the when these films were originally announced, I read an interview with Jamie Lee Curtis, yeah. and she said she was done with the Halloween franchise at that point, yes. and she was never going to come back unless the scripts were perfect. These are written and by um, Danny McBride, aren't the, they? Yeah, he's yeah he's involved. Yeah, he's in the writing room for definite, and and then she's made this, and it's really I've I've really kind of lost lost my respect for <laughs> her a little bit because that script's not perfect. It's far from perfect. Yeah. The first one's great. The first, Halloween in 2018, the, the first one of the three, yeah. is great. But those other two are not. And yeah, because I, mean, I guess the second, like, the second one you can kind of give a bit of... Because you go, well, I've got to see, let's see if it ties up here. Yeah, and, the second yeah. one's at least fun, and you can have a laugh with it. But this one, there's nothing. There's wow. nothing there. And it's, wow. So it's not even like a subversive, we're breaking the genre type, we're break. you know, it's just, it just, it's just flat. It's just it's, totally nothing. Yeah, and why would you do that? Well, in no, the I'm last not saying Halloween film should, that you're ever going to make, you, yeah. you just do what what the fans want. Surely, yeah. wow, it seems obvious. It seems, and every rule that they set up in the previous two, yeah, I just ignore. Oh, Sounds fuming. like the I was, uh, I was Star Wars problem. When I left, yeah, I was fuming when I left the cinema. And I'm getting angry again. Except about these it. are written by these are the same people who've been on board for all forever. Like, for these, this, yeah. so that you shouldn't have those problems. No, but. you set up some rules. You surely know where you're going with yeah. the third film, and then just abandon all your rules. Stupid. Yeah. Anyway, moving on. That's pretty much all I've watched. Okay. Um, I have been playing a game. Oh, nice. We've not, not done game, game, not done game chat for ages. Um, I don't talk about games very often. I don't play a lot of games. But this one's really struck a chord with me this okay. week. It's new. It's only just come out. It's on Game Pass as well. It's called Phantom Abyss. Okay. So the premise is that you are a almost like a tomb raider. So you're going into these tombs to... Raid them to raid them, and there's a relic in each tomb yep. that you've got to get, right? But there's a there's a gimmick here. Yeah, the tombs are procedurally generated, and if you die, you are never going back to that tomb. Ooh! But if you get the relic, nobody else is ever going back to that tomb. Ooh! <laughs> so if you That's complete a nice little twist, so if you complete that level, you're the only person in the world that ever will. Cool. How cool is that? Yeah, that is cool. It's just really, really cool. That's a really neat little twist. But the other gimmick is that you can see while you're in the tomb what everybody else who's attempted to do has done. Oh, so if they got so far and died, you see where they so died. So if there's a trap that's already been triggered, you see where that trap is and you can avoid it. it. Wow, yeah. that's that is cool. It's really, so it says at the beginning there's three thousand six hundred and sixty souls on this level. Yeah. And when it starts, there's loads of people all around you and they all rush off in the same direction. Yeah. And then, But you can see where they go and where they don't go and where they die. So in theory, it should get easier the more people play yeah. it. But I thought that hook of like, 
if I've complete this level, I'm the only person in the world who's ever going to. You got, have you done it yet? One. Awesome. And it's the most satisfying thing. Because yeah. <laughs> you get into the, you got the, at the end of the level, you have to open the door and you have to light up two fires to get this door open. Yeah. And you open the door and you can see the relic in front of you. It's pretty simple to get to. But there was still one soul in there with me. Okay. And then he just ran onto a spike. And I'm like, well, I'm not going to go that way. I'll go this way. <laughs> and I picked the relic up and I'm like, I can't believe I've just done that. It was the most satisfying thing. That's great. You've, you've, you've really sold me on that. That sounds awesome. I'll show you when we finished it. Yeah. You want. Yeah, it is really great. But I, I really like that hook of if you finish it, you're yeah, the only nice. person who's ever going to. That's but if nice. you die, you never get to try it again. Yeah. I really like that. Yeah. I thought it was How many really times have you cool. died? A million. Because <laughs> <laughs> also, sometimes you'll get quite close yeah. and then you'll just die. Like, is that if someone else gets there? <laughs> no. Well, yeah, if somebody else gets there, the level ends anyway. It just chucks you out. But if you die in a trap or something, yeah. you're like, shit, I was so close yeah. and now I can never play that one again. And then it would just generate me another one next time. Yeah. It's really cool. That's cool. That's a cool hook. Yeah, it is. I really thought so. And you get you get like different whips and different skins and stuff. But yeah, it's only just come out, so it is on Game Pass. So it's free if you've got Game Pass. But I would definitely recommend trying it. Good. That's it. That's all I've been up to in the last couple of weeks or so. I like it. Shall we do a real talk? Yeah, let's do. We set this real that. talk out a long time ago. And to be fair, I think we've only had answers in the Discord. So do you want to go through the Discord uh, and see what we've got? Yeah, the real talk that we set um, quite a while ago now. Yeah, um, it was like was... two and a half weeks ago. Which movie deserves a sequel but has not had one? Hmm. That's a pretty ripe area for discussion. It is, yeah, and it was. And it's a, it's quite a tough question as well, I think. Because you, you think of a film and you think, oh, that did actually have one. Yeah, so you can't have that. Now. Look, as we said last week, even R.I.P.D. has got a sequel. Yeah. So that's my answer out straight away. People don't uh, tend to know, but Titanic's even got a sequel. <laughs> Sci-Fi made Titanic too. I think did we watch that at one point? I, I think we, we did. Possibly did. Yeah, was it like Space Titanic? No, I think it was like was it, it like a, a catamaran or something. Somebody had recreated it a hundred years later. Oh, yeah, like the that. exact copy of the boat, and then it, it crashed in the same yeah. spot. Oh, yeah. What we got? What we got in the? It was terrible. What we got in the Discord? Uh, okay, so we'll we'll kick off with Samuel Holland in our Discord, who's got a couple of suggestions, which are both very good suggestions. So I'm not going to have a go at him for not choosing one answer. That's fine. Uh, and one of them might be ruled out on a technicality, as we'll soon find out. But okay. His first suggestion is Dread, the 2012 Dread. So that's the Carl okay. Urban one. Good film. Which is a great movie. I remember we went to the cinema and we watched did, yeah. it and it was in the, right in the middle of the 3D fad. Yes. I came out thinking that was so fucking simple. And so, I mean, it was a total rip-off of The Raid. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it was. It's just, you know, it's, it's, just, it's just dread in a trying to get through various levels of the skyscraper. But it was so good. It was. Really good film. Highly recommend that film. I, I, I've only seen it that one time, I think. Maybe I need to watch it. I think I have as well. I, I remember thinking it was great. Uh, 100% agree. I'd love to have seen a sequel to that. Uh, Sam's other... Suggestion is District 9, uh, although he's then sort of cancelling himself out by saying he thinks a sequel is happening. Okay. Um, Funnily enough, good I, movie. I've had the same issue. I picked one and then found out a sequel was happening. Well, it's not released yet, so I'll let him have it. Okay, cool. So, um, uh, Ross Cook has got a couple. Uh, the Nightmare Before Christmas. Um, I loved that movie as a kid and I really wanted to see what was behind the other holiday doors. It's quite remarkable that's never happened. Because, I was, you know, I spoke a few weeks ago, I was I was at Disneyland Paris. Yeah. 
and I know we're around Halloween because like we were there as, as the last couple of days we were there, all the Halloween stuff was coming out. Yeah. And and the decorate street decorations and the parades and stuff were changing and stuff like that. But the amount of Jack Skeleton merchandise even now, like what, over twenty years later is insane. Yeah. And you see it in even in like TK Maxx and yeah, it's yeah, everywhere. Primark, all the places that do Disney stuff. And it always has been. Yeah. And I've I, I've thought several times. Of all, you know, you get like the Little Mermaid Five, Ariel's Revenge. <laughs> yeah. How have we never had <laughs> Ariel's Revenge? <laughs> How have we never had a Nightmare Before Easter? Yeah. Or you know, the Nightmare Before St. Patrick's. Day, yeah, exactly. Right? I suppose, but maybe because it's too, they're too, too difficult to make. Uh, and we we do what we do know, you know, yeah. lifting the curtain a bit is is that you know Tim Burton and Henry Selleck not a good relationship. No. Tim so Burton. Whether this there's, week, there's stuff there that's preventing Tim Burton this week has said he'll never work for Disney again. Yeah. So is he never gonna give gonna... a couple of his houses back that they paid for then? <laughs> I mean everybody knows Disney's a raw shit hole, but Yeah. I don't know, it's never gonna happen, but it would be nice if it could. Yeah, if it have... feels like those doors were put there to make it happen at some point. Sure. You feel I mean, like it, somebody it, had the idea that it, it was going to. If you want um if you want more info on like the whole sort of behind the scenes wrangling of that movie, definitely check out the movers that made us episode yeah, of that. On Netflix, that is really good. Yeah, it's really interesting. It's probably the best one of those. It's got a great story behind it. Yeah. It yeah. Uh Chris from the Time Splitters podcast. Love Chris. Uh, what a great guy. So it says sequels sequels are difficult. Yeah. You know? He's you know, he's 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 not wrong, you know. How there aren't many sequels you can genuinely say are worthy. Are they? What are they adding? You know. Yes. Good point. He brings he brings up Aliens was one that did work, but only because it was completely different to the first one. Yeah, which is true. That is true. Um, and he's also got a couple of suggestions, and unbelievably, one of the suggestions that for movies he would like to have seen a sequel to is John Carter of Mars. (laughs) How weird. Um, I'd have liked to have uh, seen that world we revisited, he says. That's a fair comment. Uh, Me too. And then he also says, uh, the 90s Phantom movie starring Billy Zane. Wow. Who's Billy Zane? Yeah. <laughs> Which one's that? Who even knows? Uh, <laughs> so that's his That's his choice. Um, I've, I don't think I've ever seen that. I have years and years ago. I, I more remember Phantom from like the um, Defenders of the Earth yeah. cartoon series. Yeah. Uh, Alex in the Discord uh, says, I would love to see an almost famous sequel. Uh, I know it was semi-autobiographical for Cameron Crowe, but I would love to see some of those characters again. Well, they could call it Now We're Famous. Yeah. <laughs> I, it's true. Look, that, yeah, I, I think film. you could do loads with that. Mm. That's a good shout. It's a good shout. Um, Okay, what else have we got in here? I, I I had a couple of these aren't my choices. Okay, but, but you went with a few. I I put a couple of suggestions in to help with the debate. So, I the goon is, but there's a caveat. <laughs> okay, it we can't do it unless we need a time. We get a time machine because I don't want a grown up goon. Is you don't want a thirty five years. No, I want I want to go back to two years after the goon is, and let's have a sequel. It's... Then. When they were still, yeah, I young. agree. I, I, nobody wants to see an adult goon. No. 
But it's been mooted. Yeah, it has been. It's years. always been talked yeah. about. But it's quite baffling that it never happened. Like a couple of years after the Goonies came yeah. out. It's one of the biggest family films of all time. Yeah. And they never went... That universe, you could have done so much with that. Sure. What a great film. Yeah. Uh, but we haven't got a time machine, so that's not No, that. unfortunately not. Uh, and then the other one I suggested, literally just on title alone. Okay. It's Ratatouille 2. Oh, Ratatouille. Yeah. Yeah, let's do it. I'm up for that. <laughs> I've got no idea. I love a story. Time. I just like putting a two could in he, the middle of it. Can he help a different profession rather than a chef? Maybe, Do yeah. something else? Yeah. He's like, give up on chefing and now he's going to be a road sweeper or something. Yeah. Policeman. Or they have to reverse it and um, <laughs> the, the the guy has to sit on the rat's head. Sounds and a bit dangerous. help him cook. <laughs> Invert it. I'm up for it. Let's just do it. That's <laughs> why I don't work for Pixar. <laughs> That's pretty much it, I think. In the... Because uh, the, the sequel... Real talk then got uh, slightly derailed by the the actual news that uh, they're working on a Twister sequel. Yes, they are. Which, <laughs> which no really, one suggested. Nobody suggested. Nobody in the world has ever suggested, I don't think. But it is happening, apparently. So, uh, yeah. I mean, yeah, okay, whatever. <laughs> um, so that leaves us. Cool. Do you want me to go or do you want to go? I don't know. I'll go if you want. Go for I it. So the sequel, I'm quite specific. Okay. Because the sequel I'm going to suggest that's never happened is an actual script that exists. Right, okay. So I'm not just saying this film needs a sequel because I like the first film. Because yeah. I actually didn't really like the first film. I think it's overrated. Oh, right. But so I, you want a sequel to a film you don't like? Yes. Okay. That film is Gladiator. Okay. Oh, yes, of course. <laughs> Everybody knows about the Gladiator 2 script. Yeah. And uh, Nick Cave wrote a sequel to Gladiator. He did, yeah. So, obviously, uh, at the end of Gladiator, Maximus dies. Yep. Goes off to the afterlife. Yeah. There's, there is a script for Gladiator 2. A lot of people might know this, but I will, I'll just go for it in <laughs> case you don't. In which he is sent back to Earth by the Roman gods yeah. to fight in a string of wars and battles through the rest of history. So, he basically gets sent back to Earth to fight in the Crimean War, World War One, World War Two. And it's just Maximus going through time, fucking taking names and smashing people. It pains me that that film doesn't exist. It's just a brilliant idea. A Again, totally idea. different to the first one. Yeah. Just balls out action, smashing people up. Yeah. Let's just do it's it. Zoom in through time. Why has that never brilliant. happened? Like, yeah, cross between Gladiator Probably and Probably because Ridley Ted. Scott's quite stuck up yeah. his own backside. <laughs> he, you know, his, his films aren't fun, are they? No. Let's be honest. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. That's a great shout. Good idea. Brilliant. It would be amazing. It really would. No, it's going to happen. It would be amazing. It would be amazing. That's my pick. Um, when when this question was posed, that one film shot into my head straight away. Okay. But then I, I did some research and I've had to discount it. Oh, no. Because the film I thought of was Labyrinth. Yeah. I would love a sequel to Labyrinth. Again, a world you would think that you could you just could easily expand do. and... Yeah. Um, a director was attached to Labyrinth 2 in May of this year. Oh, so it's actually in the <laughs> so works. it's actually in the works. It's being worked on as we speak. But it doesn't so exist yet. It doesn't exist yet. So half a, half a mark, half a point <laughs> for whatever the scoring system is for real talk. But then I thought, why has there never been a sequel to ET? Right. So <laughs> I think there may have been a script. Okay. I I, I I'm I'm just going to check while we're talking because I I feel like I've heard there is there was something and then it was deemed not it's not good enough. But and it was about ET. 
being ha- having to save ET's planet. I, I, I'm sure there was something. But why has it never happened in any know. form? There's like ET's one of the biggest films of the eighties, probably the biggest film of the eighties, and yet they just left it alone. And yeah. you feel like it could be a massive franchise. Even now, with Disney Plus, are remaking everything. That's true. And they're doing sequels and TV shows for everything. But nobody seems to be touting anything to do with this little alien thing. Uh, so, E.T. 2, Nocturnal Fears, is a script mm. that ex- it never got past the script stage. Uh, written by Steven Spielberg and Melissa Matheson. You can read the, I can whole, read the whole script, script online. Sweet. Um, but yeah, it doesn't exist as a movie, clearly. But it should. Wow. The whole script's there on your phone right now. Yeah. Well, maybe we'll just make it. <laughs> we'll just take that script and make the film. But in some form or another, I feel like an E.T. film, an E.T. 2 is begging to be out there. Yeah. And there's always... Been. It's like pop culture I think, icon. I think you're right. Never as, a, as, a, with it. as an untapped... Potential. An untapped market property. that Disney just seemed to leave alone. Yeah. And they're making sequels to things like The well, Mighty Ducks. It's not Disney, Ducks though, is it? Is it? Is it? I don't know, but it could be. No, it's not, is it? It's um, DreamWorks, wasn't it? I can't remember anyway. But you feel like Disney could easily get hold of it and do it. But anyway, that's my answer. Labyrinth and E.T. Yeah, no, it's a good good shout. Good shout. Thanks. But apparently, yeah, Labyrinth 2 is coming at some point. Right. I don't know where or anything, but it was given a director in May. Do you think something like Strange Things is... Bit re- bit responsible for the interest in that because both E.T. and and Labyrinth feel like there's there's there's, there's an 80s, Stranger Things has a lot of its there's an eighties revival going uh, on. DNA from both of those films yeah I definitely say. yeah um, well the Dark Crystal came back onto Netflix didn't it a little it bit did, yeah. so okay good yeah, they're my answers good real talk thanks enjoyed it the next week we're not going to do a real talk because we're going to do the recap of this season yeah so instead. we'll still do, we'll do the news uh, and. But we'll have real talk and have a week off. We'll yeah. recap the final stream table from season seven. So if you want to let us know what you think of the final stream table for season seven, when it is published on Thursday, because obviously there's still one more film to go into it. Yeah. Uh, and then we'll just talk about that instead. Yeah, that'd be good. That can be the real talk. So I think we're done. Do you want to talk a little bit about the film that we're going to talk about this Thursday? Yeah, we are going to wrap up season seven uh, by talking about Rainbow Time. Rainbow Time, our Halloween movie. Oh, our traditional Halloween special. Uh, yeah. This is a comedy drama. Yeah, I don't even know if I'd call it comedy. There's, there's about. Some... I definitely laughed out loud a couple of times when yeah. I was supposed to. Okay. So, but I think yeah, calling it a comedy. Well, the drama first half, comedy the, the dramedy it's a <laughs> dramedy the first half's more funny than the second half uh, but family drama yeah i guess i don't know i don't know what i'd call it <laughs> i really don't I've, i still don't really know what i thought about it so i'm gonna decide that as we talk about it on thursday uh this uh is by way of a tease if you're into this this sort of thing uh it's from the duplass brothers it is it's their studio uh one of them's in it as well yes and probably the movie that they're is most successful out of their production uh, company is Safety Not Guaranteed. Yes. Which is a brilliant movie. It really is. Um, it really is. Um, don't expect this to be on that sort of level. It's but not about time travel, <laughs> so you would automatically mark it down. So. <laughs> yeah, 100% I would. And it's a comedy. Uh, and it, I think, look, it's a good, it's an interesting season finale. Yeah. Uh, and I'm looking forward to talking about it. Me too. Um, 
I still don't know what I thought about it. So we'll decide that as we go on Thursday. There you go. There's a tease. There's a tease. Right, let's get out of here, shall we? Yeah, come back Thursday and uh, listen to us talk about Rainbow Time as we wrap up season seven. Season seven finale. Yeah. 175th film of Bottom of the Stream. Awesome. Cool. We'll see you then. Cheers. Bye.